0: The Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network is powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Batteries store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 72. Today on the show, I'm talking with my buddy Drew Robbins and Adam Cruz. Um, You guys may remember Adam. He's been on the show a couple times in the past. Drew has not been on in a few weeks. So uh, we're catching up. We had some successful hunts, me and Adam, both. And both of them can be attributed to being aggressive in the turkey woods. So enjoy the show. This is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Alright guys, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am super excited to be here with you today. I'm hoping every single person listening to this has killed a turkey already, even though I know that's not true. Um, Turkeys are turkeys and they're tough to kill, but uh, here's what I can tell you. I did kill one and I'm super jacked to tell you guys the story about it on this week's episode. It was one of the most aggressive hunts that I have ever been on, deer or turkey, and uh, it's just it's just a really cool story. But I'm joined um, by, of course, Drew Robbins is going to be here with us, and uh, and my buddy Adam Cruz. Now Adam is from Tennessee, and he has really turned into be one of my one of my closest friends here in the past year or so. Um, we shared deer camp in Kentucky. Uh, we talk probably every day. Just one of the best dudes that that's on the earth, I believe. And uh, he took his his son out to uh, to hunt for the juvie season in Tennessee, and uh, they killed the turkey, so he's going to tell us that story as well. Really excited for him and his son. Um, Yeah, remember, you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND um, to receive 15% off your order through screegear.com. I've been using Scree now for the past couple weeks of turkey season. This is my first turkey season using it, and it's been awesome, absolutely great. I've been using the early season pants, and uh, right now it's been a little bit chilly, so I've been using my... 300 merino top and uh the combination has been great um extremely durable for briar busting busting through vines and all that stuff it's extremely durable and it's also super comfortable and it looks cool so uh remember you can use that code southern ground to save 15% off your order at screwgear.com that's all i got for you guys today enjoy this show with me drew and adam All right, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, everybody. I am joined by my two friends, um, some of the best guys out there. It's Adam Cruz and Drew Robbins. Um, I've gotten to hear from Drew a lot lately. Um, w- well, I guess haven't really been on a lot yeah. since we started the turkey <laughs> the turkey podcast. Um, no, but before nope, nope. but before that, you know, we were on a nice little roll right there. But, uh, yeah, we
1: were.
0: But y'all haven't heard from Adam in quite some time on this podcast. So, Adam, what is going on, man?
2: Man, it's been too long. I appreciate the invite back, and it's cool to uh, to be on the phone with Drew. Drew and I have talked back and forth on social media a few times. but
0: <laughs> Yes, we <it's>, have.
2: Uh, <laughs> we got to Skype here a few minutes ago and uh, see each other's noodles.
0: What? Wait, what? You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, what's yeah, that? You, I mean,
1: you, you, that was part of the conversation that dropped, Parker.
0: What's that, what's that even mean? The <laughs> That's the noodle, you know, your each head, other's, man, your face, seeing your, your each other's face, noodle. your head. I don't want to be a part of y'all's little noodle party that y'all are man. having over there, <laughs> man. I'm not gonna comment so. on that.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to pass on that one, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, uh, I wanted to have a little conversation with y'all about uh, Turkey hunting uh, because two of us in this phone call have had pretty cool weeks um, this past week and so Adam, why don't you tell us what uh, what happened with you last uh, last weekend?
2: Man, I'll tell you what I don't know how deep we want to get into it, but it was like it was a top five memory. Me because my oldest son, who's just turned 13, he's not been real deep and in, in love, let's call it, with hunting. He's a big time fisherman, loves the bass fish, loves the kayak fish, just eat up with fishing. But basically, uh, every time a juvenile hunt comes around, whether it's deer season or turkey season, it's required in my house. Like, you get up, we're gonna go. And uh, so, this is his third year to go, and the last couple of juvenile hunts that he's been on he's actually missed a couple but this time man we called a uh we called a gobbler up and, and he got him one so on public land which is really cool so that's pretty much like a top five moment in my hunting career for sure
0: that's crazy man that's so cool i was so jacked up whenever you sent that um on marco polo you sent us that and i was like ah crap yeah man <laughs> <laughs> yeah he thought i
2: was weird he's like here's old man on marco polo and <laughs> showing <his
0: buddies." laughs>
2: of course he was sitting over there probably putting it on the gram and uh sliding it into some girls dm oh like, yeah he's my- like
0: look how long this beard is girl <laughs>
2: <laughs> i know it was for sure
0: that's so cool man i'm i'm happy for y'all that's uh that's pretty cool um so like the last time I'm trying to think, now I know last year you had a pretty crummy turkey season. Um, from what I understand. Was that pretty true?
2: Yeah, man. Like last year was the first year I was one hundred percent dedicated to public land. Before that, I've been about the world's most spoiled turkey hunter. Had some of the the best, you know, property in Middle Tennessee. And I'll take anybody up on that as far as the last few years before that. Had hundreds of birds, a uh, few people hunting it. And then last year I went to hunting public land and my job. I'm uh, I'm barely home. Both boys were playing baseball last year. It was the perfect recipe for I didn't get in the woods, hardly any. And when I did, I just had a lot of issues with boat motor, crap like that. So, yeah, it was pretty tough, man.
0: And the last the last turkey that you killed was a bearded hen, if I'm remembering correctly. Is that right?
2: Feel like you're stalking me, but yeah.
0: No, I just remember that. I remember that from. <laughs> I remember that from a couple years ago, and you were kind of bummed then because you're like freaking only bird I killed this year was a bearded hen.
2: So uh, now I think you've jogged my memory that I've been on public for two years, so this is my third year of public land hunting. Yeah. Huh,
0: well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty you remember cool. Remember more about me than. <laughs> well, Thanks, you know. Man. you you keep your friends close and your enemies closer so i know pretty much everything that you do
2: (laughs) hey i think we've had that conversation before in kentucky
0: that's true (laughs) that's cool man so i am sure everybody wants to hear the story of this uh this bird so yeah
2: for sure man so we were hunting a piece of public land and a lot of the land that i hunt around here is water access only there's just small slivers that you can, you know, can access by foot. Uh, Historically, I've known where some birds have roosted around a cliff. And, you know, a lot of times these birds like to roost around water, uh, like to find big trees to get into. So you find that particular type of habitat. And a lot of times you will find turkeys. Uh, So I had the perfect setup. Traditionally, historically knew where these birds had roosted. I actually roosted this bird Friday night. Uh, he hmm. gobbled a few times for me Saturday morning. We get in there as close as we can and it was just so dry and it was so still. We were t- making too much noise. I actually brought both of, uh, my eight year old and my 13 year old <laughs> that morning. So it was like, we were like, sound like a bunch of cattle rolling through <laughs> the woods. And I said, boys, we're just going to have to stop. So we stopped about 200 yards short. Well, probably well, not 200 yards, about a hundred yards, probably from where he was roosted at that point in time. And. Uh, we did a, a little bit of calling, like some tree yelps and, and stuff like that. And he ended up flying straight towards private. Now, I've hunted this area a couple of years, and that bird, the, the birds that roost in this particular area, they do two things they fly towards private, or they fly across the lake. And I was not in either one of those directions. So I knew going in Saturday morning, really low likelihood anything was going to happen saturday night i don't know if you guys got the big roll uh big line of storms that came through we had some pretty pretty powerful storms that rolled through i let the boys sleep in because really what i wanted to do was get up in that same area on sunday afternoon and through the evening time just in case those birds came back to roost in that area so i was kind of anticipating uh it was a hot day on sunday i was was anticipating those birds to be down low uh in the fields or in the wooded hollows that's below there ends up we're sitting there doing some blind calling little scratching real soft and man this bird just gobbles 100 yards right in front of me in a, in a cedar thicket where it's nice and shady and i was like oh that makes a lot of sense The sun's beating down he's getting him some shade it wasn't 20 minutes later me and my son both are thinking this bird's gonna come right in front of us he ends up coming right behind us and the the hens are actually leading the way. So these hens are coming through, and they just start flying across the lake, like they gone. And this old gobbler, he's about 20 yards out, and he's just for five minutes solid, just strut, strutting. strutting. Um, couldn't get him to break his strut. Got him to break it a couple of times, and my son was a little hesitant pulling the trigger. So, uh, make a long story short, but felt like a long story. Old, uh, I cut a couple of times. Stuck his head up wow man got it done so
0: uh, it, was, it was good stuff man It was exciting.
1: that's awesome man
0: I don't know which one of y'all just filled up a water bottle but I heard the whole thing um, either I think some- that's Drew either somebody filled up a water <laughs> bottle or was peeing in a toilet and filled up the toilet definitely it, was a
1: water bottle and I did not think you could hear that because I had
0: my headphones on so we can hear everything my bad <laughs>
2: I'm on conference calls, which I think uh, Parker is a lot now too. But man, it's basically what I do for a living, and I've heard it all. I've heard goats in the background and <laughs> people ordering burgers. It's Just, <laughs> just trying to keep going on with
0: it. I
1: that's, would not mind a burger right now.
0: Yeah, that's true. I would I would enjoy a burger as well. Um, so <laughs> that's cool, man. So was he was he pretty excited?
2: He was pretty excited, man. I I kind of call him the Ice Man. He doesn't get too crazy excited about anything yeah. i was literally shaking and breathing like <laughs> count dracula beside me and uh, at, at one point he kind of like looks at me and grins and is like stop shaking and breathing so hard dad which i got it on video and it, i mean you know it's cute him saying that and then, and then i'm like what the heck am i doing why am i freaking out here look chill out dude so uh, it's That's
1: kind
2: of fun i've awesome, I'm told him I'm a bad guide because the two birds that he's actually missed, I kind of blame it on myself. The first one, we uh we belly crawled up on some jakes, and I thought for sure that they were 20 yards. And his gun was dead on. I mean, like 20 yards is good for any 20 gauge. That's what he was shooting at the time. And uh these birds are probably more like 35 or 40 yards out. And my little brother was actually with me and he's saying, Adam, those birds are too far. I was like, I know what I'm doing. And I tell him my son, shoot, shoot, shoot. And he misses them and they don't miss a beat and just keep on you know, walking around like a bunch of dumb jakes. So the second one that he actually missed, we're in a blind and we call this turkey up and he's like at 20 yards and I'm like, shoot him. He's at 15 yards, shoot him. This bird gets like almost right on top of us. I'm like, shoot the turkey. And he ends up shooting, and I've got it on film. Wad hits this turkey right in the head, and he doesn't hit. You know, obviously, he's too close. It misses the bird. And um, yeah, I've been a pretty, pretty bad guide so far, but I got two more boys coming behind him. Maybe I'll get better. <laughs> he's, too
0: he's excited, man. He's like your guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome. much how he feels, I think. That's awesome. So, so that was a cool, cool way to start your season out i know uh last year and really this year you know i mean with all the stuff that's kind of going on um you know it really affects your ability and time to be able to get out and hunt um just because of the nature of what you do so uh that's always that always feels good when you know like hey i got that monkey off the back even though it was your son that killed it and not you that's still a big part of you you know and uh yeah. You know, able to get the monkey off your back, everything else on, on top of this is just kind of icing on the cake, which is a great feeling to be in. A really great place to be in. Um, so your season opens up, what, Saturday? This weekend. This weekend? Yeah. Sweet, man. You got plans to go out?
2: Yeah, I bought a boat this year, which, you know, yep. um, I've been running a kayak very, I got the same new canoe frontier, had a motor on it, I ended up selling my motor. But uh, with the kids getting older, and if they do want to hunt, and my wife's pretty much like they have to hunt and get them out of my house, I needed a flat bottom boat. So I picked up me a flat bottom boat, uh, actually down, down towards Parker's way, and he yeah. came by and checked it out when i was buying it
0: actually that's a funny story because i didn't just drop by to come and check on your boat i was just driving by and noticed you at that gas station (laughs) it was like hey there's adam
2: (laughs) my stepdad thought it was really weird and my son which you met aiden the one killed the turkey this week and he's like how do you know people down here and how do you know some youtuber
0: (laughs) (laughs) sound like your mom that's awesome (laughs) He doesn't realize yeah. that we we Marco Polo every day, from daylight yeah. to dawn. Or no way, his daylight mom to dark. His mom knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm tired, guys. Uh, like for real. Like my mind's not even working all the way yeah. right now.
1: Well, speaking of boat, I'm actually going to look at one tomorrow in the morning. Oh yeah, I am. I am. I am. So, and it's, and it's, and it's for the same reasons that, you know, Adam bought, bought his, just wanting to take the family out. I know me and Parker went, we went out uh, last weekend and it was, uh, <laughs> I jumped in a kayak for the first time in like 15 years and um, it was an adventure, but I um, um, just wanting to go, <laughs> it was an adventure. It was
0: something like that. Adam, you remember <laughs> that time when we were in Kentucky and I had to tow you around? Oh yeah. Well, Is was that. It was, like yep. it, was just, it was just like that yep it was just it's just like that that plus a about 50, 50 pounds or so so
2: since we're talking about water access let me turn the interview around a little bit on parker here so parker you know this is my second year of hunting public land dedicated public land for turkeys uh Last year, my motor, as you know, was all jacked up. I didn't get to get very far from the boat ramp. I'm not quite as adventurous as you in waking up at midnight to paddle out <laughs> somewhere. So I'm not not as dedicated <laughs> as you are. But now I've got this motor that will get me across the lake. I want to hear your strategy about where you're going in the morning. So this is, this is what I'm thinking, and this is how I'm thinking about it. I'm looking at, you know, different habitats on the map, different terrain features, like I'm looking for uh, maybe a bluff or some high topography where these birds might be roosted over the water. And what I was thinking is, is I'm going to get out in a place where I can hear these birds gobbling from the water and either run to them as far as I feel comfortable and then troll the rest of the way in. But I mean, the other tactic would be just to pick a place on the map, go beach kayak start you know hoping for the best what is what is your go-to strategy when you're doing this
0: well honestly man it it really just depends on it depends on the situation so like i've got places that i hunt where um like where i was at all last week pretty much it's all super flat land so if you hear if bird gobbles you can tell exactly where it's coming from about how far it is because it's just so flat so i i do there, the strategy is to sit in the boat and just listen and try to figure out which side of the creek you know that they're going to be on or whatever. Um, and so that's 100% the strategy, and it works. Uh, out where I normally hunt, where it's a lot hillier and you've got a ton of ridges and lots of terrain features and stuff, it it sounds like it would be a really cool thing to do for turkey, like for water access by just sitting in the, sitting in the boat, but man, I'm telling you, I have had times where, uh, more times than not, I don't, there's been, I could count on one hand how many times I've heard a bird gobble from the boat in those type of situations. I almost always have to climb up out and get on top of the ridge to be able to hear anything or to even just get a response. I know they can hear my calling or, or my, my hoots or whatever, whatever I'm doing from the water. I know they can hear it. They're just not responding to it and And I don't know for what reason I really don't know why. Now I also don't typically see a lot of a lot of turkeys roosting over like the main bodies of water, so like the river, the lake. Um, but I do see them roost over like pools that are kind of fr- from coming from the creek or just creeks, you know, but just the main body of water. I don't see them I, I don't think I've ever actually seen one roost over the main body of water where I hunt so I usually don't worry about that like I don't worry about bumping turkeys off the roost right there at the boat um but pretty much your second option is is really what I tend to lean towards in a in a hilly hilly terrain type place I'm gonna pick a spot on a map um a lot of the time it's because I've been there before during deer season or whatever and I kind of have an idea of what it looks like and but I'll, I'll pick the spot on the map and then I'll go there. And usually what I'll do is I'll get in there before daylight and sit there um, and try to hear something. If I don't hear anything, then I'm up, I'm probably just going to get back in the boat and go somewhere else. Unless I have a lot of land to, to kind of roam around on, and I'll do that. I, I just, like, I don't know. Like this morning is a good example. So this morning I went into a brand new spot spot I'd never been to before for turkeys I've been in there one time for deer and it was really just a scout and uh I didn't know if there was going to be any birds in here well, It turns out there's three of them and I I think I, I mean I would say that I got really aggressive but I also made some really smart moves in it they just were moving fast um they gobbled pretty good but it's that's a good example that that works for me more often than not is going back into a spot because really what I'm trying to do is just get away from pressure um, with with the water access that's kind of the main the main goal get away from pressure so I can get to some birds that might gobble a little bit better or and, and birds that are still alive that haven't been killed by other hunters and uh, and so that's what I was doing today and sure enough there was like I know there was at least three birds in there that were gobbling. I just, like I said, they just, they were moving really fast. Um, when when the one that was closest to me pitched down, he pitched all the way across like a gigantic clear cut into a creek bottom. And that's where he ended up at. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get there in time. I tried, I got there, but it just wasn't in time. Um, but that just has worked the most for me, for sure, is just going in going into a spot and seeing what's there, calling a little bit, nothing answers. I may come back again in a couple weeks or something like that. But, um, yeah, does that kind of answer your question?
2: Yeah, it it definitely did. And sounds like our situations are a little bit different. Like, I definitely have some elevation here, but where I'm hunting close to the water, generally it's pretty dang flat. Like, these birds may come off of public where – you know, there's a bluff, but everywhere else is flat around. Uh, yeah. One of the other things about the area that I hunt is, like, there, there is some ag around it. So, those birds tend to, uh, you got ag and then and maybe a little bit of a hardwood timber, and those birds are roosting right there. A lot of times I can see the birds from what I was in my kayak last year. And this will, again, be my first year in a boat, so I'll have a little bit more, a few more options. But, I man, when you were hunting... The bird you killed this past weekend. Let me back up. bird you killed this past weekend. That's yep. kind of a new area for you to hunt, right? I mean, you don't have much experience in that particular area turkey hunting, do you?
0: Uh, I mean, yes and no. So uh, last year I went in there. Let's see. I found that area during deer, deer season of 2018. And uh, I honestly didn't even know that there was turkeys on it. I, like I just didn't know. I hadn't seen any. I didn't know if there was turkeys in that part of Alabama, really. And it turns out there's a ton. But um, you know, I just I just was not very familiar with this part of Alabama. And so I was. Uh, I went in there one day, and it was almost exactly what we talked about the first day I went in. Uh, I. It was actually the first day that I had my new motor, uh, and. So, I was trying to figure that out, and it was kind of loud, you know, and as soon as I turned the motor off in this little creek coming off of off of the main water, there's this little creek that I was going to paddle down, and as soon as I turned the motor off, I hear <whistles> across the field, and I was like, holy crap, he's right there, and he was not very far at all, and so I tried to get in there quickly, and I ended up bumping a bird off the roost, and... uh And so, long story short, I called that bird in and missed him. And then I went in again with some people, uh, with Michael Pike. Me and Mike went in there and called in a hen, and she stayed for a long time, a couple days later. And then uh, we went back and heard nothing the next time. And so, you know, and then deer and deer season this year, I hunted it a fair amount this year. I killed a doe in there. Um... But I saw a flock of turkeys one evening in there. So I knew there was, I knew that, I know there's birds in there and there's always good turkey sign. The thing is, is that it's just swampland. So it floods real bad. The, it's not like open hardwoods. It's just all just trash woods. Just like, um, I don't even know. It's like, uh, lots of briars and just really viney and not great. It's thick. It's not great for turkeys. But, man, they live in those dang fields like it's going out of style. They just they stay in there. And so I went in this year on opening day, and there's actually a video of it that I dropped uh, a couple days ago, last night, I guess, on the Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel. And I went in and honestly had had pretty high hopes that I was going to hear birds in there. And I get in there, and I heard one gobble, off the roost and it was kind of depressing and so i moved to another spot and i see like just really close to me i see uh a tom that's like full strut just blown up i mean it was it was beautiful especially when it's the first one that you've seen of the season and it's on opening day and you've got a you know red and (laughs) blue headed red and blue headed tom strutting out in the field you're like man this is this is awesome I tried to set up on him and ended up messing that up because like I said, the woods are just so, so trashy. Um, I just spooked him off when I was trying to set up. I, I really, I I was playing it pretty safe, but it was just so loud that he, I I think he just heard me and put it off, but uh, ended up missing a Jake that evening. Um, I just sat down on the field edge and just hung out. And so, uh three jakes came in I missed one and then the next time I went in there I ended up shooting that bird and that's a story in and of itself it was a it was a crazy story but to answer your question that that's about my experience with it I didn't have it it's not like one of my main places to go it's kind of one of those that I go to when like I go so much on the opening week because where I typically hunt the public I typically hunt wasn't open yet so that's the closest. Public land that I can hunt, and that's why I go there so much during that that first week. But I wouldn't say I have just a ton of experience there.
2: It's interesting you're talking about that field, and you know, obviously it's flooded. I bet there's one billion worms and bugs and insects in that field. That that place (laughs) is probably covered up with turkeys every year.
0: Oh, dude! Well, so so that was the crazy thing. So I'm gonna, I guess, I'll tell the story kind of a short in a nutshell version of the story of what happened um so like i said i went back in there to that field where i had seen that bird strut i went back in there and i mean it was like gobble city as soon as i as soon as i woke up or not woke up as soon as i pulled the kayak in they were just gobbling like freaking crazy and Again, I just couldn't get back there in time because it was so loud. Every time you take a step, it was like you were just, just stepping on eggshells. It was so freaking loud, and so I tried to do a belly crawl move on them, and they ended up working their way. It it almost worked if they would have been closer, and I hadn't taken so long to do the belly crawl. It it would have worked, but um, they just they they pitched down. They were roosted above water because everything was underwater. I mean, it was just all flooded. And they pitched down into the middle of this field, and they just stayed right in the middle of the field until they turned, and they turned onto private land. And so it was kind of just like one of those, like, well, I didn't feel like I was being aggressive, but it was really, I think it was a smart move. I was like, I'm just gonna sit here because they're not gonna be walking in two foot of water. All the woods are covered in water. I mean, a foot, two feet, sometimes three or four feet of water. It's just flooded like crazy. And I know that those turkeys will walk through a couple inches of water, but they're not gonna they're not gonna swim. And so I was just looking at my topo map and Looking at Onyx and trying to figure out the high ground. And the high ground really is only in the fields. And so I knew these birds were going to just be hanging out there. They only had a few places that they could actually go and not be covered in water. So I just sat down and waited again. And I, I think I waited until about 10 o'clock and uh, maybe 1030. And I went to go pull my decoys out because I put decoys there um, just to try to pull anything in. Because I knew they'd eventually hit the fields again. And I was just trying to pull something in. And so I pulled my went to go pull my decoys and I noticed in the back a blue head. I could see a blue head about five or six hundred yards back there. I mean, it was a long ways away. And so I see that and i was like, oh, crap. So I just like hightailed it back into the trees, into the trees and uh, um, there was actually a blowdown in the middle of the field. And so I just got down into the blowdown and watched the whole flock just walk across the field and. It was just, I mean, it it really worked out pretty much how I thought it would. At some point later in the morning, they would move. The hens would be going to try to nest somewhere. And and that was pretty much what happened. But those toms were just following behind. And they really wanted my decoys to come to them. But they just, they weren't going to leave their hens. But again, I kind of had a good idea looking at the direction that they were going. I had a decent idea. Of where they could go. They couldn't just go anywhere they pleased. They had a a path that they could take. And they weren't going to go too far away from that. Um, Just because of the high ground. And so I ended up. Once the last one went over the rise. In front of me. um, They were going to another field. Which was public. And so I went back to my boat. And. Rode my boat all the way back around to the, to another Creek bottom. And I was just going to see if they had, if I was right. And they had went into that field. Well, sure enough, I get there and all this whole flock of turkeys is standing in the grass, like, <laughs> like fifty fifty 50 or 60 yards away, just heads up, just looking at me. And so I'm floating down this Creek and they're looking at me. They can see me. I don't have any real clear shots at any of them because I, they're standing in grass. I, can, I can't really tell which one is which. I can just see them all standing there looking at me. And so I float past them, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to the woods. And so I try to get to these. this. I didn't know that the woods were going to be as flooded as they were. I thought they might just be, you know, knee deep or something. And so I get to the wood line, and I can still see these turkeys, and they're looking at me still like, well, I don't know what that was, but I didn't like it. And I was going to go past them, get to the woods, and then walk to the field edge that they were on. And <laughs> I couldn't. I, I went past them a long ways, and it was water as far in the woods as I could see. And so I was like, well, it looks like I'm just going to take my boat into the woods. And so I start paddling through all these sticks and briars and breaking branches and crap. And uh ended up paddling to the field edge that they were on, and I had already scared them off. Like, they were they were gone. They weren't in that field anymore. But I let out a call and uh I just did like some really soft yelps and he just hammers to my left. And <laughs> he had went back they had went back into the big field that I was on them in in the first place, the first thing that morning. But they ha- they hadn't gone too far in there. And so when he heard that hen yelping, uh this tom just he hightailed it back to me and I shot him. I shot him out of my boat, <laughs> which was crazy. <laughs> Um, i threw my i threw my camouflage mesh um that i used for my to cover up my camera my tripod and stuff and i threw it over the front of my boat and just sat there and waited and uh if if y'all are listening to this and you haven't watched the video you should go check it out it's in my opinion like i'm turkey turkey film or turkey videos don't do very well on youtube like you have a, a smaller audience of people that care about turkey hunting enough to watch turkey hunting videos. It's just not the same as deer hunting. And a lot of turkey hunts end up just working out the same way. Like, oh, we called him mm-hmm. off the roost and he came to us. Or, oh, we gobbled off, he gobbled off the roost. We chased him around for a little bit and he came to us. Or he came in silent. Like, there's just only so many scenarios that can happen. Um, but then when you throw in, I shot him out of a boat. And it wasn't like I was like, when you first hear that, when it sounds like, oh, you were in the lake, you drove past him and you shot him. That's not very sports. Like (laughs) Like this was, this was the same really as doing it with your feet, you know, on the ground. It just, you just couldn't, you know, it was just, it was a crazy, crazy day.
2: Your setup was cool, man. I enjoyed seeing that. Like, I'm sure everyone with a kayak that's watched it so far has been like, okay, I want to find a place where I can do that. That's yeah. a bucket list item.
0: Everybody else was looking at the Alabama law book like, can you do <laughs> yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that legal? He's
1: perfectly, perfectly legal, guys. Perfectly legal. Yeah,
0: it is legal. <laughs> the law actually says that um, you can – shoot out of a motorboat. I think motorboat is the l- literal word that they use. You can shoot out of a motorboat if it is not in use at the time. And as long as your craft is not in motion. So I was not, you had it set up like a duck blind. Yeah, exactly. it was pretty much just <laughs> yeah. like a duck blind. That's what it, it was. That's what it was pretty much exactly like. Um, it was just so crazy, man. Like I, even thinking about it right now it just gets me all kinds of hyped up. Like I could I could limit out on five birds and kill them all just in a normal way or do it one this way and I would choose the one this way. Because it just, everybody had never got to experience that. I might be one of the only people that's ever got to experience that ever. Um, like that type of turkey hunt. And so that was, it was just a, it was a cool moment like i was i was really excited but i was like man that was, it was, i can't i really can't explain it like it's it doesn't compare with a whole lot of deer hunts that i've ever had it doesn't compare with a whole lot of things it was just it'll probably stick out as my favorite turkey hunt for a really long time it'll take a it'll take something really special to knock that one out but um it was cool. Like it was just one of those things like I don't know if you guys do this. Uh, I'm sure you do. But it was so aggressive. It was like really quick, fast-paced thinking that worked. And so it's one of those like today is a good example. So today I got on these three birds and I made a, I made a real quick decision to hightail it like 4 or 500 yards across this clear cut just to try to be aggressive, just to try to keep myself in the game, you know. Um, And I think a lot of guys forget about that. Like, they get so worried about bumping or spooking the turkey or whatever, and they just – they're never in the game completely because they aren't really trying to get in the game. They're expecting the turkey to cover that 500 yards, and they're probably just not going to. And so, for me – watching how those birds reacted to seeing my decoys across the field, hearing my calls, like they'd strut like crazy. They heard me, they saw the decoys, and they still did not come. The only way that those birds were ever going to come to me is by me cutting the distance a lot, you know, cutting the mm-hmm. distance a ton. And the fact that I did that is the reason why he came in. I mean, I just don't think it would have worked out any other way.
2: So I have a really strange story to tell you. This is odd. No, <laughs> I was.
0: <laughs> if you tell me if you're a... about to tell me I've shot one from a kayak, then I'm going to lose my mind. You, you could no. I've definitely not shot one from a kayak. <laughs> but along
2: the lines of being aggressive on a turkey. So the other day I was getting ready to go for a run and like the oddball turkey hunter that I am, every time I walk out my door, I literally let out a hoot this time of year. And sure (laughs) enough, man, a gobbler just fires up and he's probably three or 400 yards like towards the direction that I'm going to run. He sounds like in a field where I know they have a strut zone. So dude, I just take off. Like I'm just boom, boom, boom. I'm, I'm hammering towards him. You know, I'm making all kinds of noise, hitting the gravel, just running fast as I can to him. And I get to the field, I think he's going to be in and he's not there. And I'm like, what the crap? And so, you know, I've been making noise running right at this bird. So I'm sitting on the side of the road. I'm like, all right, let out another hoot. So I hoot, boom, gobbles 40 yards from me in a little Creek bed in this little, in the woodlot. Dude, if I'd have been turkey hunting, do you know how sl- – I mean, I would have tried to cover the ground to get close to him, but I'd have never took off in a dead sprint. And I totally got away with it. And I'm not telling people to go out there and freaking sprint towards a bird, but I am saying what you just said, cut the distance. You know,
0: mm-hmm. it,
2: it helps. But, man, you don't, and you're putting yourself at a huge, huge disadvantage.
0: Yeah, especially when you get those birds that will gobble more – off the roost so once they hit the ground that's the the main time that i'm just maybe a little more conservative is when they're when they're in the tree because they have a vantage point and they can see and if you don't know exactly where they're at but you know they're close i try to stay super conservative but once they hit the ground crap man it's it's war like i don't I don't. At that point, yeah. I don't really necessarily mind. Like Drew, Drew saw it in action when when me and Drew went the other day. We mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we ended up seeing like what seven turkeys that day. And we saw
1: seven total, six six on one, six on one ridge.
0: Yeah, on that one. So it was the craziest thing.
1: And not one of them gobbled.
0: No, nothing gobbled. Nice. Nothing, nothing yelped. I mean, we we were just walking around and we saw some deer. We we're filming deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw some deer, and so I was like, Oh, look, there's some deer. And I'm sitting there filming them, and we hear, fat, 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 fat. I was like, What the heck? Where's that coming from? And so we just kind of sit down, and all of a sudden, I mean, right there next to us, we were talking, man. Like, we were talking yeah. in regular voice almost, and filming these deer, and standing out in the middle of the <clears> open hardwoods. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all these birds just start pitching down just right and left. And, uh, I mean, that was, that was kind of goes with your story. But then what we did was, um, we tried to cut them off. So they were going up the opposite ridge. And so we found a drainage almost immediately. Once we lost sight of them for a few minutes and we were like, I don't know where they went, we, we like made that decision real quick and we booked it up this hill and, uh, ended up bumping them somehow. I'm like, like we ended up we got to the top of the ridge and they had already got back down to the bottom on the other side and yeah. we we'll, and it's a big big huge hill. It's not like they were close. And we no. got up to the top and we were being quiet up there no one thinking that they would be close and all of a sudden they just all flew up out of the bottom and we were like, "What the What the heck? How yeah, did you, it was, it how'd was, you see it, us?"
1: It it was crazy and then and then they They flew up, and then we were sitting there, and then another one got off the roost, Uh not a hundred yards from us. Yeah, and and we're just like, okay, let's just sit down. And so we sat down for thirty minutes, and of course, nothing showed up. But I mean, you know, it was it. It's it's the craziest thing. That's that's the part that I actually like about it. This is because this is my first spring, actual legit spring turkey hunt. That's the part that I like about it is that you get to run and gun like that. Like you get to go after Mm -hmm. them. And you get to get up and move, and you can talk and you can communicate, and and um, that's that's what I liked about it. And I mean, shooting a bird would just been icing; they're on the cake. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was cool to see them work. And um, I mean, well, I say work; they didn't they didn't they didn't make one sound at all. And we didn't we didn't get on one that made a sound. So we um we um we went up a, a steep bluff, and we got um, right on a transition line, and a hen started. Firing up, coming to us, and uh, but that's that was it.
0: Yeah, I mean that was the only turkey we saw. Seven turkeys. That was the only one that Amen. made a sound to us. And then you go out on, on days like today, and they're just gobbling all over the place, and it's like, <laughs> what the heck? What the heck's going on here? Um, it's no, no rhyme or reason. But it it, it it is like like what what you're talking about, Adam. I mean, I know everybody has seen pictures and videos of people of turkeys in the wild that are just like walking up to people, you know. Yeah. Um and then you got our situation where I mean, we were 150 yards away on top of a ridge and it was below us and that bird spooked and 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 not just spooked and ran off, like it got up and flew. I mean, well, on the other side of the creek. It it flew a long freaking ways. <laughs> it and it wasn't gliding, like it was flying up and flying like a regular bird. It was, uh, and I'm like, surely it wasn't spooked that bad. We say it, I think I say it on every turkey podcast. The thing that makes turkey hunting so hard is that they just aren't, every turkey is not the same. They're going to do different things. And every turkey is not the same on different days. (laughs) Like, different days they're going to do something different. And being aggressive, I think... The most aggressive turkey hunters are the ones that kill the most birds sure you're gonna you're gonna bump more and you're gonna miss some opportunities but at least you had opportunities I think by just sitting still you're you're taking yourself out of the opportunity completely and so that's that's something I've learned you know specifically this past last year and this year that's what i've i'm just I'm just not playing it conservative i am i'm, I'm making moves as much as i can if i if if i have the option to make an aggressive move i'm probably going to do it and it may hurt me but i think it helps me a little bit more
2: speaking of lessons learned what what do you think the average time of day is of where you've killed the majority of your birds um
0: uh man Somewhere between t- ten, ten and two. I mean, I know a lot of people say that, but it's true. I didn't pull the trigger on that bird Friday until one o'clock. Uh, I've killed lots around ten and eleven. Um, I guess I've killed a. I've killed just a handful right off the roost. Not a lot. I haven't killed a lot right off the roost, but most of them. Most of them. I would say the majority have been around ten, eleven. And then a couple that were later than that. How I would, you? is that about I'm what you'd
2: s- say, dude? Same way, and, and it's usually after the ten o'clock hour. And a lot of times, those birds will act like the bird that you killed the other day, because you were talking. You know, you and I talked right after you shot that bird, and you were talking about how he was with hens, but he just broke away all by himself and just runs to you like he wanted to die, right? And mm-hmm. like you can just. Uh, it, it, something about it at that time of day, even though he actually had hands, he wasn't even broken away from a hand, he just wanted to freaking come in and he wanted to die. Uh, so <laughs> I think a lot of, and I'm not advocating for all these turkey hunters on public land in Tennessee to hunt later in the day. I'm actually hoping you guys will go eat breakfast, but <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that's when the turkeys get you know they're fun to play with at that point in time, but you got to find them. And I hear, I've been watching the hunt in public a lot, obviously, like a lot of people have lately, and they talk about hunting in the south. And what they'll do is, is they'll, you know, pin where the birds, uh, they'll drop a pin where the birds were on the roost, where they were that morning. And you either do, you can do two things. You can try to follow those birds around and stay close to them until they get ready to to come in and want to play. Or you can come back later in the day and do that. And that's kind of what, you know, I did with my son last weekend is just, you know where they're going to be, get there and shoot. Sometimes you get to run and gun. Sometimes you got to set up and call, but either way, being where they want to be at the time they want to play is very important. And if you're at the waffle house, you ain't gonna kill them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Turkey hunt is definitely a, it is an all day thing. You know, if, if you have all day to Turkey hunt, you should hunt them all day long. Um, you know and I like I said going out and doing the, I've shot a lot around ten and eleven that doesn't mean I got there at ten and eleven. It means I was hunting since daylight and either followed a group around or followed a bird around and got got up in his space, and I didn't get there till around ten or eleven or he didn't want to come to me till around ten or eleven, but I mean, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever been I'm trying to think I don't want to say that cuz I don't know for sure but I can't recall any times when I have not hunted the morning come back in I I haven't ever come in, in in an afternoon and killed a bird just on an afternoon hunt without some type of prior um in, in, intel from mm-hmm. the the morning before
2: yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, you just
0: you you you're going in blind, going in blind, and trying to find where a turkey is going to be at in the afternoon. That's a that's a tough old thing to do. <laughs> but I agree, especially in the woods. Fields are a little bit different, but in woods, it's just it's just hard. It's tough. So oh, yeah, I'm
2: gonna. I want to make a bold prediction real quick while I got it on my mind. And people are going to think I'm silly when I say this. But I'm going to bet you, and if I'm wrong, I'm going to buy you the best lunch at that coffee shop at your hometown that I could possibly get you. (laughs) If I'm wrong on this, there's going to be a 10% increase in bird harvest this spring for one reason baseball season is canceled. Like you have, I hate this whole coronavirus thing. But you have no idea how glad I am. I don't have to step foot on a baseball field and I can go turkey hunting. (laughs) I mean, it kills me to roll out, roll home at 8 o'clock. It's like, well, I got to see where they flew down. That was great. Awesome. Now I'm going to go to baseball games. Like, I got three boys. I love my boys. I don't care if they ever play baseball again (laughs) in their lives. I'm done with it. (laughs) So... Ten percent increase in harvest in Alabama and in Tennessee. If one if I'm wrong, man, we're gonna eat good one day.
1: I'm down for that.
2: Oh, I got Drew in too. Yes. That's I'm awesome. down you know, for we got that. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean,
1: we're 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 close enough. I mean so plus if you start dropping names like Waffle House and stuff like that, I mean I'm I am so down.
2: We're going to have to wait until Corona's over before I go back to the waffle. waffle. Oh, yeah,
1: that's that's, that's true. Even though I don't know (laughs) if the Corona could survive at the Waffle House. That's
0: a
2: good point. I don't think it can.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, fellas, uh, I hate to stop us this early, but I'm very tired. I'm trying to get up to go turkey hunt in the morning. Um, Adam, dude, thanks so much for coming on the show. Appreciate uh, it, man. And coming on and talking with us for just a little bit.
1: And good luck Saturday, man
2: Good luck to you guys It was a pleasure, as always And anytime y'all want to just catch up and talk I'm down
0: Let's do I that Appreciate it. Hey, uh, do you have any, any crazy plans for turkey season?
2: Oh, yes No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have crazy plans, but I don't want to share So I was hesitating because I don't want to share them uh and it would be like a crazy crazy plan something i haven't even told you about but i don't want to share it in case it doesn't happen because if it doesn't happen then i'll just feel goofy and kind of silly like a little schoolgirl. but if it does happen i can't wait to tell you about it well that's all i can give you man that's a
0: terrible way to end a podcast (laughs) Uh. (laughs) okay okay my my dude,
2: dude you have no idea how excited i am just to hunt from the boat this year i'll give you that and that's for deer hunting too like i love hunting on my kayak I love kayak fishing, but the boat thing, man, um, especially if it uh, continues to run, has me so excited because I can reach places that I've never been able to reach before, and it just opens up so many possibilities without me having to drive three hours to Kentucky or wherever else. Oh yeah, I can hunt home, man, and we talked about that at the end of the fall this year and how much opportunity that opens up for me. So a guy that lives by water access, and I'm not – I don't lean towards wanting to hunt water access anymore. I'd, I'd rather just live where I had thousands of acres I could walk on. But man, having a place to hunt is just, it's got me excited. So uh, that's my one thing right now.
0: Sheesh, I got you. Yeah, man. That's I a, got you. that's a good thing to I be excited
1: you. about. Yeah. So Adam, Saturday morning, mm-hmm. where, give us the quick update. If you had a perfect turkey hunt, where, where are you going Saturday morning?
2: If I had a perfect turkey hunt, um, I've got a place that i know where birds have roosted historically over the last couple of years i'm actually going to check that either today or, or not today tomorrow or uh the next day and see if they're still in that area um i mean my perfect turkey hunt is to kill them off the roost so i can come home and eat breakfast and enjoy the day with the kiddos that would be the perfect turkey hunt i would say that i'll probably be out there at four o'clock on saturday sweating and pinching ticks off of me though we'll see <laughs>
0: come on nice. man that's 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 what makes it fun <laughs>
2: it does make it fun you know what makes it fun is doing that four days in a row and then shooting one that's coming off the roost then it's like holy cow how yeah.
0: much better <laughs> is it? i mean better what be what really is a turkey hunt if you don't got ticks crawling in your butt crack i mean
2: dude my, my wife found one on her last night and we haven't been in the woods since sunday so she ain't too mm. happy mm.
0: Yep. Yeah. It we found one on our little girl whenever she was a baby. It was like crawling on her eyelash.
2: Oh man. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. All right, boys. Well, you guys have an awesome rest of the week. Adam, good luck this weekend. Nice. Kill all of the turkeys. Drew, let's go kill some turkeys. Friday morning. Alright then. All right, guys. All right. See you later. Have a good one. All All right. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I know that was a shorter episode, but I wanted to share that story with you guys. If you want to, you can look it up. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining the show with us today. Um, And thanks, Adam and Drew, for coming on. Uh, Man, turkey season is is ramping up, and it's only going to get better from here, I hope. Um, that video that you can, that I, uh, of, of the bird that I killed is on YouTube right now. So you can go to the Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel and you can find that. You can see the whole thing unfold. It was pretty freaking crazy. Um, but if you want to check that out, go check it out. Um, subscribe to the channel. That would be great. I would greatly appreciate it. Check us out on Facebook and on Instagram at Southern Ground Hunting. Uh, that's all I got for you guys today. If you're going to be out chasing these stinking stubborn sometimes frustrating stupid birds remember that god gave you dominion over the birds of the air the fish of the sea and the beasts of the earth so go out and exercise that dominion we'll talk to you next time